Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Transgender student rights. I'm Megan Cloherty. Also this morning on WTOP, a 15-year-old girl shot and killed during a shootout with her dad who abducted her after killing her mother. A jury comes to a decision in the trial of a man accused of killing an area DoorDash delivery driver. I'm Mike Marillo. We had a mixed day on Wall Street. Good morning, 1 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Tom Foley in Washington. Hurricane Ian is still some 100 miles off the Florida mainland, but the time to evacuate likely landfall areas is just about gone. Governor Ron DeSantis. People in southwest Florida, uh, this is uh, going to likely make landfall as a Category 4 hurricane. Uh, There will be uh, catastrophic flooding and life-threatening storm surge on the Gulf Coast region. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor. You know, used to have the old, uh, well, we can just wait this out and see what happens. And we're talking 10 to 15 foot tidal surge. Nobody can withstand that. There's no waiting that out. More from correspondent Manuel Bajorquez. One indication of the level of concern for Florida's West Coast is the amount of resources that have already been deployed. We're talking about 5,000 of the state's National Guard troops already activated, as well as 2,000 more from Georgia, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Hit earlier by Hurricane Ian, Cuba tonight is reported completely without power. A police shootout in San Bernardino County, California, has left two people dead, an abducted 15-year-old girl and her father, who was a fugitive wanted in the death of the teen's mother, San Bernardino County Sheriff Shannon Dykes. During that firefight, the suspect vehicle comes to rest. A subject exits the passenger side of the vehicle wearing tactical gear. That was the teenage girl girl shot and pronounced dead at a hospital. Her father pronounced dead at the scene. He allegedly killed his estranged wife in a domestic violence incident. A frequent Washington ritual now underway. Congress working on a funding deadline this Friday to avoid a partial government shutdown. Just such a measure is moving along. Continuing resolution goes through mid-December and includes more than $12 billion for Ukraine and also provides wildfire aid and assistance to address Jackson, Mississippi's water crisis. Congressional correspondent Nicole Killian planning to travel around Thanksgiving. Airfares are up 21% over 2019 and up whopping 43% over last year. So if you want to fly between the Friday before Thanksgiving to the Sunday after it, be prepared to pay. Seriously, that's CBS News senior travel advisor Peter Greenberg. With the death of Britain's Queen Elizabeth and her oldest son now the king, his old title has passed to his oldest son. So correspondent Vicki Barker tells us. William came into the title of Prince of Wales when the last holder, his father, became king. The couple visited the Welsh island of Anglesey, or should I say revisited. They spent three happy years there, allowed to live as normal newlyweds early in their marriage. There is a big manhunt in and around Las Vegas for a 42-year-old convicted bomber who escaped from prison. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring system helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. WTOP and Silver Diner bring you Free Lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP at home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday for dine-in lunch only at 18 Silver Diner locations. Enter today at WTOP.com. Search Free Lunch Friday. WTOP at 103. 
Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th. Welcome in. Clear, quite comfortable this overnight early morning. Lows in the 40s and 50s by daybreak. We're at 57 at our nation's capital this Wednesday morning. Right now. Good morning to you. Dean Blaine. Among the top stories we're following for you as we head into this day together, walkouts at several Virginia schools is where we begin. This was over the governor's proposed policies affecting transgender students. Our team coverage begins this morning with WTOP's Neil Augenstein. Here at Loudoun County High School, Felicity says for some LGBTQ students, high school is a safe zone. But I was mainly trying to figure out what was going on, figuring out high school, figuring out myself. She doesn't disagree with Governor Youngkin's point that Parents should be in the loop. Yes, I agree that parents do need to know what's happening at their schools, but transgender teens, non-binary teens, they really need to have that safety. She says there's probably a middle ground between the current policies and Governor Yonkin's proposed ones. We need to be able to keep that privacy because then people can figure themselves out. And when they feel safe, they can go and talk to their parents. In Leesburg, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Here at WTLP, we learned almost 1,400 students in all from a dozen Loudoun County High Schools participated this week in the 25-minute walkout. Those in charge say students who chose to participate will not face disciplinary consequences for doing so. Governor Glenn Youngkin has something to say about all this. Even though he's campaigning right now in Georgia, telling WTOP this is about engaging parents in a decision moment. And the previous policy excluded parents, something he says is not right. On Tuesday's DMV Download podcast, Fairfax County Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay came out against the plan policy to limit transgender students' rights. Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay says he supports students walking out on this issue. His daughter is one of them. You know, I couldn't be prouder of these kids. They know what happens in the classroom. They know what stress they're under, and frankly, they're concerned about classmates of theirs being targeted. On the DMV Download podcast, McKay says he sees Governor Youngkin's policy changes as political posturing. I think what he's doing is wrong. I think we had model procedures in place, model policies and FCPS that were working and working quite fine for our kids. They were not disrupting learning or, or our children, representing the entire county. What I'm focused on is the overall health of our community. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. The student protests coincide with the start of a 30-day public comment period. So far, a state website has been slammed with more than 15,000 comments both for and against the proposal. Details a click away at WTOP.com. WTOP News Time 106 and other news. This morning, early in the morning it was, the day after Christmas in 2019, a Prince William County man lost his life when he unknowingly opened a door at a Denny's for two robbery suspects. Now the man who shot him has been found guilty of murder in the case. After that act of kindness by Yusuf Oscar, who was working as a delivery driver for DoorDash at the time, Prince William County Police investigators say Oscar was hit with a baton and then shot and killed by Jordan Anderson after he and another man, Ryan Walker, left the restaurant they just robbed. After four days of deliberating, Anderson was found guilty of second-degree murder, which was down from the first-degree murder charge that prosecutors sought. In all, the jury decided he committed 45 of the 49 crimes he was charged with. Now Anderson faces life in prison when sentenced. Walker's trial is set for April of next year. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 107. Remember the last time your family visited the forest? It's a place of wonder and imagination for the whole family, where stories come to life. And it's closer than you think. Ready to plan your next visit? Make the forest part of your story today at a local park near you. Or find one at discovertheforest.org.
Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. The Invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to the middle of your week, September 28th, 2022, where the time now on WTOP is 108. Welcome. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Again, heads up for stop traffic southbound 95 in Virginia approaching exit 140, the exit for Route 630 Stafford. Apparently, they have stopped traffic again, second stoppage of the night. And again, once they stop traffic, they can hold it for up to 30 minutes. So just be prepared. Again, any combination of getting to Route 1 down the Centerport Parkway puts you back on 95 South beyond the work center and any delay. For now, you can get to exit 140, but you may want to self-divert a little early uh, to work your way down. Now, elsewhere, if you're traveling northbound on DC 295, they're cleaning up the crash north of Pennsylvania Avenue. Traffic only squeezing by to the far right, mostly on the right shoulder, so be careful approaching that. There is a delay headed north of Pennsylvania Avenue getting past the crash scene. Also, if you're traveling northbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you go underneath a 450 Annapolis Road. Uh, there was uh, apparently some incident there earlier, so there's some flares in the middle of the roadway. Folks are slamming on the brakes and uh, trying to swerve around them. Please be extra careful there as you come upon it very suddenly headed north on the parkway. Once you clear that, nothing else in your way, headed up toward the Beltway or beyond. Now, if you're traveling on the Beltway, Interloop, uh, local lanes on the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. The work zone remains. Single file left gets you by as you leave Maryland headed into Virginia again. Through lanes get by without delay. That's your best bet at this point. And if you're traveling uh, elsewhere, if you're traveling to and across the Bay Bridge, westbound span blocked for overnight maintenance, so eastbound carries two-way traffic for now. No big delay, and don't forget about the paving westbound between Baydale Drive and Route 2 Ritchie Highway. Single left lane past the construction. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking the cooler weather as we make our way through the next few days. Definitely feeling more like fall. Temperatures by the morning hours into the low to mid-40s in some of the coolest suburbs. Around 50 degrees inside the Beltway with high temperatures only in the upper 60s. Not even 70 degrees. So going for a high of 69. On Thursday, I'm going 70. Both, both days a little breezy, so you might need the jacket. 68 on Friday. Saturday, good chance for rain as the remnants of Ian move our way. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we're looking at 49 degrees in Rockville, 54 in Ashburn, 56 District Heights. We're at 57 degrees and holding at our nation's capital. 1 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, middle of your week, September 28th, 2022. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. WTOP at 111. It's not just business, it's personal. At Signature Theater's new musical, No Place to Go. When dedicated employee George discovers his company is relocating to Mars, he must decide whether to go and uproot his family's life or embark on an unknown venture. Featuring DC star Bobby Smith, No Place to Go is an irreverent and humorous musical with an enterprising twist. Now playing at Signature Theater through October 16th. Get your tickets at sigtheater.org. This is WTOP News. 
Good Wednesday morning, September 28th. It's 111 on WTOP. NASA spacecraft has rammed an asteroid in an unprecedented test to see if a potentially menacing space rock could be knocked off course. The Galactic Grand Slam occurred at a harmless asteroid 7 million miles away this week. This morning, NBC News correspondent Tom Costello on the importance of this mission overall. The bottom line here is that there are somewhere between 20 and 25,000 asteroids that NASA has identified and that they are close enough to Earth that they have named. Now, they don't believe any of those pose a risk to Earth. However, there is always the threat that there's something out there that we haven't yet seen. And if we do get enough of a heads up, if NASA can say, you know, that particular asteroid could hit the Earth in two, three, four, five years, and yet they could intercept it at a good distance and just nudge it off course, then we may prevent a planet killer type of event like we had with the Yucatan Peninsula that wiped out the dinosaurs. Or, by the way, that mega meteor that exploded over Russia about uh, seven, eight, nine years ago, and it injured 1,500 people. That one we didn't see coming because it literally came from the, the direction of the sun, so the sun blinded our telescopes. Uh, the bottom line is they want to have an option to deflect these types of asteroids, and now they may have it because this was an absolute, as you said, a grand slam. Now, when will we get some data on what has happened since the collision? So, again, the point is just to nudge it slightly off course. That's all they want to do. Just give it a bit of a nudge so that, in theory, if they were trying to nudge it away from Earth, it would work. Now, we expect the data back within a week or more, probably a month before they get all the data, because they are waiting for ground telescopes, space telescope data, as well as more trajectory information, analyzing exactly when DART, that's the name of the NASA spacecraft, uh, impacted this particular asteroid and how effective it was. So they've got a lot of, of analyzing the data to try to triangulate exactly whether they pushed it just a tad off course. Tom, how long did it take this spacecraft to get to the asteroid? Because how much advance notice would we actually need in order to intercept something headed toward Earth? You know, that's a great point. I mean, listen, it took them seven years to build and launch this mission and intercept the asteroid. They actually launched last November. So this was about an 11-month, 10-and-a-half-month mission. And depending on where the asteroid that you're worried about is, what its, what its trajectory is, you know, the, the more notice you get, the better. And then, of course, you could build the bigger and bigger spacecraft. It, they want to have this kind of a connective opportunity to block something, to move it off course. If it's not going to be a kinetic, opportunity, then maybe they would have to use, for example, a nuclear weapon. But you don't want to just launch a nuclear weapon into space because then you could create radiation in space. You could create a massive debris field. So the, the idea just to push it off course is really what their goal is. And, and the analogy that was used by the NASA folks is this was kind of like a golf cart hitting the Giza pyramid in Egypt. So, you know, just a tiny dent, but a dent may be all it really takes to be able to affect change and deflect an asteroid. By the way, a big shout out. This was the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab in Baltimore that was behind this mission, mm -hmm. working for NASA, and they absolutely nailed it. NBC News correspondent Tom Costello in a conversation with Mark and Deb. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to the middle of your week. September 28th. Glad you're with us this early morning to WTOP. 115 at Rob's turn once again this early hour. The Nationals scored the first two runs of the game, and Paolo Espino was cruising through the first three innings, retiring the first 10 Braves he faced. But it was all Atlanta after that as the Braves won 8-2. to two largely thanks to three straight innings in which they scored multiple runs with two outs, Dave Martinez. I got to play defense, right? I mean, you can't give teams six extra outs, especially when you got guys over there that can hit and you're going to pay the price. So you want good pitching? Defense does help. And we got to play better defense. And we've been playing good defense. Just didn't happen today. C.J. Abrams had a throwing error, and the still winless Paolo Espino gave up two of the Braves' three home runs in a five-inning start. Atlanta's win pulls them even with the Mets atop the NLE with three of their final seven games coming against each other. The Cardinals clinched the NL Central with a win over the Brewers, and the Yankees locked up the American League East on the same nights. The Orioles' wildcard hopes remain on life support in Boston. They fell 13-9 to the Red Sox despite Anthony Santander becoming the first player in franchise history to notch three multi-home run games in a four-game span. On the same day, Commanders coach Ron Rivera expressed confidence Carson Wentz will bounce back from a bad performance against the Eagles. The Cowboys are waiting to see if their starter will be back for Sunday's game against the Burgundy and Gold. Dak Prescott told USA Today he's a long shot to play on Sunday and is instead eyeing a return week five against the Rams. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All righty, thanks, Rob, as always. 117, Wednesday morning, September 28th on WTOP. Glad you're with of the top stories we're following for you this 1 a.m. hour on WTOP. The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot has postponed a highly anticipated public hearing for today, this Wednesday. This because of Hurricane Ian, which is approaching Florida this morning. The committee not yet announcing a new date. Stay tuned. The latest path for the hurricane, speaking of which, has the storm moving over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico, passing west of the Florida Keys and approaching the west coast of Florida. It's expected to make landfall by the afternoon. Ian has 175 miles, uh, is now 170 miles, that is 70, 170 miles southeast west of Punta Gorda, Florida. Its winds are at 125, 120 miles an hour this morning. And back here at home across Virginia, students have been walking out of class this week to protest Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed policy changes regarding transgender students. Many teens are unhappy with the Republicans' effort, some of them walking out around here. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Wednesday morning, September 28th, where the time now is 118. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, over to Rich Hunter. This morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, good news in the district. Northbound DC 295, just north of Pennsylvania Avenue. It looks like the majority of the crash cleanup is now out of the roadway, so delays have eased there. Uh, so good news. Hopefully on northbound on the Baltimore Wash Department, those flares have burned out now as you go underneath the 450. That was causing a sudden slowdown there. Uh, nothing in the road except the flares, so just be aware. And you, it is safe to run over them just... Be careful headed up that way. Now, folks coming uh, back from or going out to the eastern shore, they are working on the Bay Bridge this morning. Westbound span blocked. Eastbound carries two-way traffic. Delays have been brief. Then on westbound 50, as you get into Annapolis, between Baydale Drive and Route 2 Ritchie Highway, single file left gets you by the milling and paving project. So heads up for delays there as a result. Now, if you're traveling elsewhere on the Beltway in Maryland, Interloop, crossing the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge in the local lanes. Again, you're down to a single left lane to what they're calling emergency work. Through lanes get by without delay. Volume is light, so delays have actually been brief there. 
at a loop of the Beltway between the American Legion Bridge and Georgetown Pike. Two right lanes past the work there. Again, heads up for the stop traffic 95 southbound in the work zone. South of Route 630, Stafford exit 140, headed down towards Centerport Parkway. When you do get moving, you will get by a single file to left. But again, this is the second of uh, closures that can last up to 30 minutes. Route 1 down the Centerport Parkway puts you back on the interstate beyond the work zone in any associated delay. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. We've got the cooler weather continuing to make its way on in and what will be a chilly start to your Wednesday. Temperatures into the low to mid-40s in the cooler suburbs to around 50 inside the Beltway. High temperatures mid to upper 60s, so a cool day with rather breezy conditions. You might need the jacket during the day, even though we will have sunshine. 70 on Thursday, 68 more clouds on Friday and on Saturday. Tracking in as it moves our way, it will not be a strong storm, but... It will provide us with quite a bit of rain right on through the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammerer. Right now, we are looking at 56 degrees in Upper Marlboro, 54 Centerville. We are now at 57 and holding in our nation's capital, 1 a.m. hour. Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th, 2022. This latest check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted, same-day service, seven days a week. Lynn the Plumber. Be sure and check them out. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The latest in just moments on WTOP. WTOP and Dean Lane. For nine years, a man terrorized women across the D.C. region. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series, available October 4th on all podcast platforms. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 121. CBS News Brief. Hurricane Ian hit Cuba as a Category 3 storm with the electric union there now saying that Cuba's electrical grid has collapsed, leaving the entire country without power. This as storm prep is underway in Florida. The latest forecasts suggest Ian landfall could be a bit farther south of Tampa at the Charlotte-Sarasota County line. The Weather Channel meteorologist Jackie Jarris. Little bit of an adjustment to the right or to the south of the previous track. So that brings this in as a more powerful hurricane and it comes in a little bit sooner. So any preparations need to be rushed to completion and that will continue to move up to the north. Agents with the Drug Enforcement Agency conducted more than 389 investigations over the summer and seized millions of fake fentanyl pills. Attorney General Merrick Garland. The Justice Department will never give up and never let up in our effort to protect American lives. CBS News Brief, I'm Jennifer Kuyper. WTOB News Time, now 122 on your Wednesday morning. Now on the war this morning, Russia's plan to round up new recruits and reserves to serve this war is not apparently going well at all. Hundreds of thousands of men you see are fleeing the country. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green breaks down the latest developments for us. 
Russia struggled with logistics, sustainment, troop morale, and command and control. And now Pentagon spokesman General Pat Ryder says there's something new on the horizon. And now with this mobilization, uh, it's an effort to address the overall manpower challenges that the Russian military is facing. But judging from the number of people trying to escape the mobilization. Again, it adds another level of complexity to an already challenging systemic situation when it comes to employing these troops. The complexity writers referring to deals with the fact that hundreds of thousands of men are trying to escape the country and that along with nationwide protests are not helping Russia's troop problem at all. JJ, there's so much discontent among many of these people who've been mobilized. How's Russia handling all of this? Not well. But uh, in terms of how the troops are being handled, they're being sent directly to the front line. There are many, many reports in social and traditional media that indicates these newly mobilized recruits are going straight to the front line after just days of training or after no training at all. And in fact, one organization, the translation from Russian to English's first department, uh, said in a telegram post that these men are being sent there not getting any kind of exercise is barely getting any weapons. They're being sent to the front, and most of them are most likely being sent there to die. With the latest on the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green and a conversation with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Build secure software faster with Fortify. Does your software assurance program quickly and reliably identify source code vulnerabilities and help your team eliminate them? As a nine-time Gartner Magic Quadrant leader, Fortify detects 1,127 vulnerability categories in 29 languages across 1 million APIs. Let MFGS Inc. show you how Fortify integrates with your current CI/CD tools and automates critical code scanning steps throughout the application development process. Learn more at mfgsinc.com. WDOP at 125 Wednesday morning. Money News at 25 and 55, a preview of your business day this Wednesday. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. DoorDash deals have been a J.P. Morgan Chase credit card perk for nearly three years. And now there's going to be a DoorDash credit card issued by J.P. Morgan Chase on the MasterCard network. The firms haven't yet disclosed details, including the launch date or perks beyond DoorDash rewards. Inflation is part of the reason some big retailers are hiring less holiday help this year. Macy's and Dick's Sporting Goods joining Walmart in those plans. But the National Retail Federation says while there is caution about the over overall economy growing a lot more slowly than last year, the lower hiring totals may also reflect that a lot of last year's holiday workers ended up with permanent jobs. Travel has not improved with the pandemic rules easing. J.D. Power's North America Airport Satisfaction Study found satisfaction at an all-time high last year. Passenger volumes were low. This year, pent-up demand for air travel, labor shortages, and rising prices have made airports crowded and passengers cranky. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility, 